This is Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. All right, we are recording, and the backup is recording as well, so we, I am good to go. All right. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. We're continuing our series on biblical authority and particularly centering it around the topics to be addressed at the upcoming Blue Ridge Bible Conference. Our guest today is one of the scheduled speakers. He is the husband of Katrina Truman, pastor of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church, author of many books, co-host of Mortification of Spin, and he also holds the Paul Woolley Chair of Church History at Westminster Theological Seminary. Carl Truman. Thanks for joining us today. That's great to be here, Jonathan. Carl, I want to talk about your address uh, in this upcoming conference, and it's entitled J. Gresham Machen and the Authority of Scripture. So first, who was J. Gresham Machen? J. Gresham Machen was the uh, founding father of Westminster Theological Seminary, where I work, and of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, which I serve as, as a local pastor. He was a confessional Presbyterian intimately involved in the conflicts between fundamentalists and modernists, confessionalists and broad evangelicals at Princeton Theological Seminary and in the Presbyterian Church in the first couple of decades of the 20th century and led a separation really from the the, the Northern Presbyterian Church in 1936 to form the Orthodox Presbyterian Church. So why... Are the events of Machen's life and even Machen's writings, which were written in the early 20th century, why are those things still relevant today? They're still relevant today because he focused on the basics, the the basic essentials of the Christian faith. He makes a fundamental distinction between Christianity and modernism. Christianity he sees as a fundamentally supernatural religion. If your Christianity has no place for the supernatural, for the resurrection, for the incarnation, then it's not really Christianity. And that's a question I think that faces Christians in all times and all places throughout the centuries. It's a basic dividing line. Do you believe that Christ rose from the dead supernaturally? In in the evangelical church today, those who would identify themselves as evangelicals would answer that question, yes, you know, we're supernaturalists. To what extent then does Machen's – do Machen's writings have application to some of the battles even within the evangelical church? That's a good question. I think there are a number of ways that you could – we could answer that. One, I think Machen was acutely aware that Christianity, certainly at the level of the church's testimony – requires a certain ineradicable complexity, that mere Christianity as the testimony of the church rather than the testimony of any individual Christian simply cannot sustain itself as orthodox over the long term. The doctrines all co-inhere. They all depend upon each other. They all connect to each other. Downplay or remove one, say, you know, mess up your doctrine of the Trinity, and sooner or later, everything else is going to collapse. So that was certainly one of the emphases that Majin had. Secondly, his emphasis upon the inspiration of Scripture was important that it's not simply the case that Scripture is a document that witnesses to divine revelation. 
but scripture is itself a species of divine revelation. It is the revelation of God. It exists in the form it exists in because that is what God wished to reveal of himself to us. And I think thirdly, Machen doesn't just pose the question of, is Christianity supernatural? But also demands an answer to the question, what difference does it make? So, for example, one could think of certain high-profile prosperity doctrine preachers today, and if you ask them, did Jesus rise from the dead on the third day, you'd probably get the answer, yes, we believe that. The next question is, but what's the personal significance of that? What does that mean? Why does that make a difference? What difference would it make if he hadn't risen on the third day? And then I think you get down to the key formation of the fact that doctrine is not just true, it has profound existential significance for Christians as well. So it sounded like in the first thing you mentioned, he's arguing for a sort of thick, doctrinally rich expression of the faith in the local church. In the third thing you mentioned, he's trying to make clear what all the implications for these core truths are. Yeah, I think that's a fair way of putting it. I mean, Luther would make a distinction sometimes. He would say, it's one thing to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. It's another thing to believe that he rose from the dead for my sins. That's the kind of thing that I think Machen is pressing home. So, if you like, he hits the liberals on one side who deny the supernatural. And he also offers a rebuke to you know, fuzzy-minded evangelicals on the other side who think either you can reduce the faith to a half a dozen basic doctrines or that you can believe the doctrines but not think through their implications for yourself and for the church. I assume from the way you've explained this that you think Machen is worth reading today for pastors, for elders, probably even for lay people within the church, precisely because he makes these distinctions very clear and draws out the implications of them. So if I want to read Machen, where should I start? Well, I think the basic place to start would be his little book, Christianity and Liberalism, which is a sharply written book that makes that fundamental distinction I made at the start between supernatural Christianity and everything else pretending to be Christianity. In that little book, he deals with the Bible, he deals with the church, he deals with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It's a masterpiece of concise, clear writing that just lays out for the reader what is at stake in all of these questions. I would also recommend that the interested reader read Daryl Hart's book, Defending the Faith, which is an intellectual biography of Machen, because that does a great job of setting Machen in his historical and ecclesiastical context and allows you to read something like Christianity and liberalism in a, in a more historically informed way. Last question, Carl. I'm wondering about these implications that you have referred to on several occasions. Machen does a good job of drawing out the implications of the bodily resurrection of Christ, the implications of our supernaturalism, the implications of the inspiration and inerrancy of Scripture. I wonder if you could draw out a couple of those implications for our listeners. What kinds of things are we talking about here? Well, for example, if you believe that the Bible is a divinely inspired document, then your approach 
to the Bible is going to be fundamentally different to your approach to any other book on the face of the earth. That book is going to have an authority as, if you like, the speech of God in a way that no other book will have. You're not going to simply allow it to stand in a relativized position to other ancient Near Eastern or pieces of classical literature. The death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, what does that, what does that mean? Not only what does it mean as a fact, historical fact, Jesus died and rose from the dead. What's the significance of that? Well, one of the things is it shows us in no uncertain terms the depth of our own sin, the depth of the human problem, that we are sinners, that we're going to die because of our sin and then face judgment. The significance of Christ's death and resurrection reveals the awesome and terrifying nature of sin and death to us, but also points us to God as gracious, that here is a God who has acted on our behalf in our place to bring us back into communion with him. So when I read about the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not the same to me as reading about the death of Napoleon. Napoleon's death is a historical fact, but it has no significance in indicating to me who I am before God in a way that the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ certainly does. Carl, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me on. The Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals is supported by donors like you. You can contribute on placefortruth.org or via alliancenet.org. And I want to say thanks again for tuning into Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. <laughs>